So what is falling short called? Exactly, falling short is the same as sin. Don't talk about cheating. Cheating. Exam cheating or relation? Okay, every cheating. Cheating. What's the question? It is bad. Hey, I heard it's not that bad. And I am Um, this is a big one. We define sin as something against God, and sexual mm-hmm. sin is between two people. Okay, please let's mm-hmm. listen to this. Too. So, does it mean that masturbation is not a sin? Speak to someone. Sometimes I realize you can't fight that battle. Yes. Yes. Even with that, who exactly are you going to? Put? Yes. Who exactly somebody you know you can confide you in. Somebody... So, guys, are you there? Yeah, we are here. Yeah, we are here. We did. Okay, sure. So let's do this. Please, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for bringing us back together as one family. Lord, we are here to learn your word. May your Holy Spirit take full control. Let him take total dominion over this discussion. Teach us, Lord, in Christ alone we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, so guys, today we are looking at sin. (laughs) Yes, sin. Mm -hmm. That is what we are looking at. Welcome, Charles. We are looking at sin. And we are looking at the Christian sin and addiction. Last month on Narrow Way session, we looked at who a Christian is. And then you say something small from what you learned last month. Aike, are you there? I'm there. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I can't hear myself. Um, Tenewa, welcome back. Can you tell us something small you learned last month about who a Christian is? Hello, Tenewa. I thought she was speaking. All right, all right. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. You can refer to the podcast and then um you you will know what we did last month. So we are moving on straight forward. It's almost 15 minutes into five o'clock. What is sin? What is sin? Um is it just you breaking some rules? Is it just you violating something? What's what is sin? What comes to mind when you hear sin? Sin. What's a sin? It, what word comes to mind? What action comes to mind when you hear sin? So please let's share our views. What is sin? I can will you go first? What is sin? Hello. Sin. Sin is violation of God's law. Um, like you doing something against the law of God, like the moral character of God, like anything you do against God is sin. Okay, I, I actually believe sin is uh, anything that is contrary to the rules that God has set for human beings. Okay, That's are you talking of the Ten Commandments or? Yes, exactly. Not okay. that alone. Like every other every thing other in the Bible, that yes, okay, human okay. being is supposed to follow. 
Okay. That so God has set. Yes. Yeah, so okay. going against it is sin. It's a sin. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Please, one last person, then we move on. What is sin? What comes to mind? It can be just a word, or a sentence, or something. What comes to mind when you hear sin? An error. What's a sin? sin an is error. An exactly. 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 Okay, sure. So let's let's go to the book of life. What's what's the Bible saying about sin? So um summing it up, first John 3 4 says sin is lawlessness. Lawlessness. In other words, it's ignoring God's law, it's violating God's law, and not obeying what God's law says. That is what sin is, according to the Bible. So right now that we define what sin is really is, is there any origin for sin? Where at all does sin come from? Do we know where sin comes from? Hi. So biblically, sin started from uh, the Garden of Eden. Where okay. a law or a commandment was given by God, okay. prohibiting Adam and Eve from consuming from the tree of life. Exactly. And uh, contrary to what God said, I believe Eve was deceived by okay. the serpents. Uh, okay. And from there on, she also went on to deceive Adam. And then from there, they went against the word of God, consumed from the tree of life. Yeah. And they began to know what is wrong for what is right. And then it is from that point on that we could say sin had then entered man. Exactly. Yeah. So if you've made it simple, that is how sin originated. That is the story behind sin it's actually a true story so that is how sin came so moving on what are some examples of sin what are some examples of sin we are all going to give one everybody's going to give one example of sin. so you better stay yours early me i'll say my face so that somebody will say mine mine is lying lying is one example of sin. Now, does it mean that you've been lying? <laughs> As for that one, we'll come to that later. But it's an example of sin. Nah. <laughs> okay, please, let's move on. Who, who, who will go after me? Examples of sin. Another is stealing. Sexual stealing. Sin. Okay, you too. Does, does it mean you steal? Yeah. I actually don't. You don't? Okay. Yeah. Um, who is going after plenum? Fornicating. Okay, sure. Please, who is speaking? Yes, Sabanos. Oh, okay, okay. Fornicating. Any other sin? I'm talking about talking? cheating. Cheating. Exams cheating or relation? Okay, every cheating be cheating. Cheating, so anything cheating. cheating. Uh, relationship. Looks like you have particular in your father relationship. Yes, cheating. Even even eating with your friend or your brother, you can cheat with mm. the meat. I'm rhyming, cheat with them. Okay, so any other 
Any other thing? Um, gambling. Bet and bet. Gambling. Yes, yes. Bet way, yes. Betting. Drunkenness. Come on, drunkenness, yes. Yeah. Alcoholism, yes. Yeah. South. And maybe harboring bad intent, like being envious exactly. of someone. Exactly. So we with every question, we see what we go to the Bible, what the Bible also says about that very question. So with this one, the previous one, it was taken from First John 3, 4. This one is taken from some examples of sin, chapter 6, verse 16 to 19. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 to 19. So it's saying that there are seven things that are detestable to God. One is healthy eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. So I'm sure right now we all know um, some examples of sin and then We've also known some and where it is located in the Bible. Right? Yeah. Right, sure. right. So please let's move on to the next question. And here, this question are some are some sin bigger than others? I'm sure you you've come across this question before. Are some sins bigger than like you say having premarital sex is bigger than stealing 50 pesos? You bab. Or telling lies is bigger than killing somebody or stabbing somebody. So the question right now is, do we have bigger and smaller sins? Is there something like, this sin is big, this sin is small? Do we have something like that? We don't have small and big sin. I mean, anything which is in violation of God's law is sin. So it's sin. Like, we don't have anything like, this one is small, this one is big. So, yeah. Someone, someone stealing 50 pesos is the same as to me it's the same as uh, someone and having premarital sex oh really yes okay any other opinion I believe that's right yeah because even though they all have their separate replication sin is sin the nature of sin does not distinguish it mm-hmm. from the other. Sin is sin. Okay. Yeah. But what if I just want to throw this in? As much as I agree, I believe um, all sin need redemption. But there are some things that probably, out of ignorance or being to your knowledge, might carry other consequences other than um, the normal things that may happen. Yeah. Why am I saying this? Um, because there are some some things that come with curses. There are some that come with uh, possessions of demons. Um, as Christians, we are not ignorant of the um, spiritual world or where there's the there's the side or the demonic side, devilish side, okay. and then there's the Christ side. For instance, if you read some some thirty two verse five, David kind of distinguishes sin if we may put it that way. He yeah. says, I acknowledge 
Psalm 35, Psalm 32, verse 5, he says, I acknowledge my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. He's talked about okay. sin. He's yeah. talked about iniquity. Now he goes mm -hmm. further to say, I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Now, all this we are talking about talks about sin. sin. But you see, David, yes, but David went ahead into a different dimension that one, he acknowledged okay. that there was sin. He also acknowledged okay. that he had iniquity. iniquity. He also okay. acknowledges that he had transgression. transgression. It means that there are varying degrees. There are varying degrees that sin can go into, though all can be summed up as sin. But if you want okay. to probe in further, there are varying degrees. It doesn't make all of them right, but it means okay. that some may carry a higher consequence than others may. Okay. Okay. That is my. That's how I see it. Okay, you've you've actually brought our mind to something. Okay, maybe my mind to something. I I um I didn't know that sin has dimensions. Like some can yeah, dimension. transgression, iniquity, ibab. So meaning that even though they are all sins, we have dimensions. Mm -hmm. So are you trying to say we have bigger and smaller sins? Um, yes and no. Why yes? Yes in the, yes in the sense that you see when we when we talk about um um transgression, okay? Mm -hmm. Transgression refers to it's like you are you are in a course, okay? Okay. And then you digress. You are transgressing. Okay. So you, you, like it's pre pre you've presumed it. It's presumptuous. Okay. okay. For instance, I know, um, how do you call it? I'm not supposed to take from you. Or I'm not supposed to steal from you. Mm -hmm. I steal from you. It's a sin all right. But I've transgressed from my cause of not stealing from you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've sat down. I've presumed it. Okay. It has happened. Okay. Okay. The, or intentionally disobeying. Okay. Willfully. Okay. Intentionally disobeying. You see? Sure. The, when, when you read Genesis chapter 5, okay, if I'm right, I think Genesis chapter 5 verse 6, it talks about where God says, evil is a man. He has regretted of created man. You understand? Mm -hmm. That means when man was formed, the moment Adam and Eve committed a sin, now transgression or sin or whatever, however you want to describe it, it came to draw sin, drawed in man or evil. Let me use the word evil. It will encapsulate all. Evil drawed in man. So there okay. are some things you will do that you do not actually have premeditated it. Or do not are not aware of. Okay. So, and those are um, the sins. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm listening. We are ahead. listening. Okay. So you can say that. So sometimes you may commit those things without even knowing that. Okay, what I'm doing it's is wrong. It's a sin. Yes. But it's a sin. So which okay. which one isn't you? David said, "From my my mother's womb, I was born in iniquity. I was born." When David says I was born, it means that David was trying to tell you that it is what he was born with. When he was coming out of his mother's womb, 
Okay. Because of the nature of uh, uh, the, the connection from the time of Adam and Eve, we were in their loins. We were in the loins right. of Adam and Eve. And because of that, we came out like that. So automatically, and if you read further, it talks about, the, some part of the Bible talks about how um, 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 one, one man brought sin and death. So it means that through Adam came sin and death. So whether mm-hmm. you like it or not, so far as you come onto this earth, automatically you are sinful. You have okay. evil in you. Sure, sure. So you moving understand? on. Yeah, mm-hmm. moving on. Biblically, it's not so much that all sins are flatly equal, but that anything, yes, uh, yes anything is a sign of violation. Violation, uh, yes. Yes. So um, the quotation that we will attach to this one and move on is, First John five seventeen a, and it says that all wrongdoing is sin. All wrongdoing is sin. It's sin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are we getting? Oh, if anybody disagrees with me, you can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Silvanos, you actually uh, expanded what I what I said further by talking about the consequences of sin. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that is what distinguishes it a little, but it doesn't mean. One is different from the other. It is all classified as sin, but exactly. that exactly. some of them have exactly. very dire consequences. That is okay. Consequences, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, IK, you've raised your hand, or should we move on? Please, let's move on. Okay. So the next question is, if sin separates man from God, does it mean a Christian cannot sin? Do we say a Christian cannot sin or a Christian sin? What do we say? If a Christ, uh, if sin separates man from God, does it mean a Christian cannot sin? Because as Christians, we are not separated from God. We are not mm. separated from God. But since um, Eve and Adam and Eve went into sin, human being is, should I say, prone to sin. So it okay. is possible that human being can. That's a possibility of it happening. Okay. So human being can sin. Can yeah. sin. Yes. Okay. And but I heard somebody what... saying that we don't sin. We mm-hmm. Christians, we don't sin. Um, please, no, that I... is being okay. Yeah, I... um, that uh, notion is um, somehow theologically um, false because um, First John tells us that if we say we, we are not sinful, then righteousness is not in us. And okay. also, um, what we all know from scripture is that a Christian may stumble, a Christian may fall into sin. A, a Christian will have problems with sin, but then he will not stay in sin. However, he will strive to get better each day. So in as much as it separates us from God, it doesn't mean we don't sin, we sin, but your your attitude, or is that what I say? Your attitude towards it um, defines who you are. Uh, just to add to what Ike was saying, uh, it, 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 even it says that if you come before your Lord and confess your sins, he's ever faithful yeah. to forgive you. It means that God knows that a Christian will sin. You have been adopted unto Christ. Mm-hmm. You have been washed and the blood has covered for your sins. But it means that you you may fall because of the that def- deficit you have in you that is called evil. Mm-hmm. It means once in a while you do something that you don't even intend to do. Yeah, you get it. So it means that a Christian yes can sin, but it will not even separate you from God. It's all about the attitude I talk about. 
coming before him and confessing and saying, God, I'm sorry I did this. Do not run away from it. And he's ever faithful, ever faithful to forgive us. Amen. Yeah, and to add to that, I think um, Romans yeah. 3, 23. About the fact that, yes, 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 for all have sinned and are falling short of the blood. So even the Bible Lord. acknowledges that we as human beings have sinned. So yeah. we can't be... Um, or they want to offer a better word. Uh, I think we can't hide away from the fact that we we can sin. Okay. But what Ike said was the the attitude towards that sin is what will show who you are. So um, to sum it up, a Christian will stumble, but will should not stay in sin. Will rise again. Yes. And then the test. Yes. The test to back it is John one eight. If we say we do not have any sin, we are deceiving ourselves and we are not being truthful to ourselves. And then another one is Proverbs 24, 16. For the righteous falls seven times and rises again. As Christians, as young Christians, how do we deal with addictions? We are not only talking about sin here. We are talking about sin addiction. Dennis, I want to chip in something. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, so... uh, uh, I believe I'm very clear. Yes, you are. Welcome, Marianne. <laughs> okay, Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. So, uh, uh, I've heard a lot about the same, same thing people are talking about. And okay. Yeah, so I have a little bit of submission here. You see, so what the kind of thing that the Bible was talking about from some of the verses that you quoted mm-hmm. was referring to unbelievers. So okay. once you are born into this world, you are considered to be a sinner. Okay. And I think someone mentioned that verse. So it does not, the Bible is not referring to you fornicating, you doing, no, no, that's not what the Bible is referring to. I think we are getting it out of context. So, if we say we've not seen, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not right. All those verses is referring to the point that as we are born into this world, automatically we are all sinners. But then if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just God forgive us. Yeah, so it is not referring to that the I don't know if you guys have read a lot of scripture, but all those scriptures are not referring to a Christian. Or um, a Christian who is probably uh, falling short of fornication, uh, gambling. No, no. So who who is the scripture referring to then? So the scripture was referring to an unbeliever. Automatically, being born into this age, you are considered to be a sinner. An unbeliever is a sinner. Do you get it? And but but do you agree to the fact that Christians sin too? That was the previous question. Yes. Yeah, so. Coming to that question, the Bible mm-hmm. makes us understand that He has given us power or dominion over sin. Okay, so are uh, you trying to say we Christians don't sin? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we Christians we fall short. What's the difference? There are two different things. A sinner is someone who is unbeliever. Any unbeliever is a sinner. Because once okay. we, we are born into this world, we are automatically finished. But yes, we okay. sometimes cautious, but we are not considered to be. 
sinners. And so in other contexts, people say Christians cannot sin. Why? Why? Because God has given us dominion over sin. So we can't sin because you've accepted him. I mean, you've called him into your heart and now you are willing to <coughs> let him take dominion over you. you get to but do you know what John, John 1, 8 also says? John 1, 8 also says, if we say we do not have any sin, we are deceiving ourselves. And read, we are not so being truthful. You, exactly. So before you read that verse, you have to take it's not just out of context. Try and get the, the background and understand um, what John was referring to say. Please, uh, I, I want know to if say you, um, Charles, okay. if, um, if we want the background, Charles, of, I, dis um, I disagree with you, Charles. If we are talking <laughs> about um, what one John is saying, uh, this is a letter to believers. You know, he wrote this letter to believers. So it's not for unbelievers, but then for brothers in the faith. And so that is the background. If um, we are talking about contest, uh, then that's the contest. So, uh, so one of yeah. That's what I'm saying that... Um, yeah, so it, mm -hmm. I don't know, it depends on the version you are using. Do you get it? But anytime a Christian falls short, yes, um, some other version consider it to be sin. But if you are studying it biblically or theoretically, you get to understand that when you say someone is a sinner, actually means that the person is a non-believer. And there's, there, there, there's a great implication for that. So, okay, uh, now, if, yes, if so that's what you're saying, head. Charles, if yeah. that's what you're saying, when, when Paul said, the things I wish to do, I'm unable to do. The ones that I do, don't yes. want to do, that's because what I we are to born do. of flesh. We may fall short. So what is falling short called? Exactly. Falling so short is the same as sin. And what do we call someone that is who sin. sins? It's a sin. I know, I know it's going to be a little bit dicey. I know, I know it's going to be a little bit dicey. But then uh, <laughs> for, yeah, for, for you guys to understand, you guys can call it sin. But theoretically, no, let's, we don't let's, consider that to be so Let's all understand your context. Your context you is not clear to me here. Let's, let's yeah, understand what, what you're trying to say. Is that as, as mm -hmm. believers, as Christians, we may fall short. Do you get it? And you the Bible makes right sense. Okay, can you, right can you find a different word for the word falling, falling short? short. Exactly. Okay, so if you are going astray, does that mean you're a sinner? And what yes, does the Bible... Yes, you're a sinner. Because the Bible talks about transgression and iniquities. And when you transgress, meaning you veered off as you said, you straight. And isn't that sin? You are straight up. Yeah. So, the same Bible was saying that uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saying that so supposing someone asks God for forgiveness and the person has said Jesus Christ as his Lord and mm -hmm. personal Savior. Mm -hmm. But one way or the other, the person still fall for the things of the flesh mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. goes astray. I mean, things of the flesh, mm -hmm. the fornicating and all those things. And the person dies, are we saying that the person is not saved because the person was doing all those things? I just want us to draw our mind to something. Uh, I okay. think I believe that is left for God. Or exactly, that's exactly. left for God. But so then, we can, as, yeah, as, say we know what happens to them for sure. We yeah, only that, that's believe. Sorry, but then, as the, the we, question, the, the question then will be, what, what was the efforts of the person in in dealing with addictions. Is it that, exactly. you see, because he said, God said, um, Paul said, I, for I have a thorn in my flesh, which means God, uh, Paul acknowledged that there was a thorn. There was something he was dealing with. 
So in the sight of God, he knew that Paul was dealing with this thing. And more mm. likely, he had gone to deal with that thunder he was feeling. To the extent that God had to reassure him and tell him that, but my grace is sufficient for you. For you. You understand? So yeah. Paul was making efforts to deal with it. It's not an issue of you knowing that, okay, your issue is with women. You are a womanizer. You like fornicating. And you are not making efforts. You are you are not reading the Bible. You are not praying. Mm-hmm. You are not fasting. You have not seek counsel from um, um, a higher authority. No that You've not taken any effort. For you, you yeah. have moved away. Even that we, we still cannot judge you because God may look at you in a different way and give you grace. Because you see, mm-hmm. for Abraham, his faithfulness was counted as righteousness for him. So we don't know what God can count for you as righteousness. So we'll leave that in the, in, in the domain of God. But as Christians, whilst you are living, the question then will be, what effort did you put in place? Did you take any effort? Did you do any effort? Did you take some steps to move away from that addiction you are talking of? That thing, yeah. that thing that is your flesh that you are dealing with. What was the effort that you did? Other than that, then we are going to say, okay, if that's the case, me, I like alcohol. Then let me dwell on my alcohol because I'm, say, I'm saying that. I won't that, do anything about it. I'll do anything about it. I believe God but is the God God is is saying. So, so yeah. you are getting it out of context here. I'm not saying you can just say that uh, you, I mean you are saved, but then you still like alcohol or something. So then let me just take my alcohol because I'm saved. So that's that, that, that's not what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. But that's why you if I'm if I'm right, because you said if the person still lives in his flesh and is constant on that particular sin. It doesn't mean that the person is not saved. Hello? You see, sometimes when you go around to speak the gospel, I mean, people will tell you that oh, so you, you go That's around and you, you Exactly. And this person, after just talking to this person, the person accepted Jesus and then uh, when the one week in Ponokoy and the person was still trying uh-huh. to stop by taking the can I address that issue for you, Charles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me address that issue for you. You see, okay. when when Jesus was on the cross, okay, uh-huh. one of the prisoners said, if only you forgive me, remember me when you go into heaven. And he said, on this day, your sins have been forgiven. You will be in heaven with me. Like what you are saying, you spoke to the person. The person accepted Jesus Christ. You see, this issue of salvation is an ongoing process. When you accept Jesus Christ and you are saved, your salvation is a process. That very day, assuming you accept today, you have been saved, you have come into Christ. Now, unfortunately for you, you pass, you pass, or unfortunately for the person, the person passed and is gone. He has accepted Christ, so more likely, per what the scripture says, he is going to be in heaven, per the example I give to you. He was going to be in heaven. Because it says that for those who have accepted Christ, Hmm? They are going to be mm-hmm. in heaven with him. That is the is the basic. That's the it's, it's like a common entrance. Okay. Okay. So the common entrance is accept Christ. He wrote the exam. The exam is say I have accepted Christ and said I have accepted Christ and genuinely in your heart because mind you God judges from the heart. We judge from humans from what we say because sometimes you can go on evangelism just to put the person wants to put you off. Me, I've done it before when I didn't know God well. People come and do evangelism and say, I have accepted Jesus, just to push you off. But the thing is, God judges from the heart. So when God knows truly within this person's heart, he has accepted my son, Jesus Christ, or he has accepted me, 
then God gives that person the salvation. Now, okay. from there, assuming the person doesn't die, as for instance, we are lucky, we are not dead, we've accepted Christ. It's an mm-hmm. ongoing process in our salvation. We have to grow. Now, we will now have to give chance for the Holy Spirit to gradually help us away, to take away our sins. Because mind you, it says in scripture that for some people, for there was a, somebody, okay, it drives away, when it drives away the um, one, one spirit, Okay, mm-hmm. and doesn't deal and doesn't deal, keep his house clean. The spirit goes, it comes, comes back and brings with seven yeah. other stronger demons yeah. to come and draw. Yeah. It means that it's an ongoing when you had Christ and when you were cleansed, you needed to put an effort to mature. You didn't have to stay as a baby Christian. So when you go on evangelism and somebody tells you, eh, now so me to me, you need to be able to <laughs> let the person. You need to let the person understand that, yes, it's a gradual process. We don't jump from A to B. In Christ, you need to grow. That's why um, Paul talks about you you taking milk. He says what? For you are still in babies. You are are being fed with milk like a baby. The moment you mature, you start chewing meat. You need to grow the person. Evan- that's why sometimes the way we do evangelism, when you sow the seed, we are praying and hope. If you can't, it's better to always go back and look for the person or go and visit to help the person grow. Okay? But it's unfortunate okay. that sometimes we, we, we sow seed and we leave. And we pray to God, yes, that somebody will come and water the seed. Okay? And then there will be a true harvest. And when the, even the harvest is, it, it has been done, when it's just like in the wine press, when you, you, you take seeds, okay? When the harvest is it has to be processed before the wine is brought out. The harvest has been done, but the wine has to be processed. So you harvest the person. My person now accepts Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, he has to go through the process of becoming a new wine, a better wine. Yeah. And that one is also a process. And the one we are talking about here is synonymous to your salvation. Yeah. So I don't know. Is it don't worry. Don't worry, Charles. We will get to the grace part. We will get to the grace part. Grace. We will get to that part. So um, I think you, you were even talking about the next question I'm about to ask that as young Christians, how do we deal with addictions? And you are talking about putting in effort and trying, but before before that, what are some of the addictions? What are some of the addictions? Gambling. Gambling. <laughs> okay, gambling. Please, what are that thing? Marianne, you've not spoken. Give us one addiction. Um, <laughs> please, can you go and come? I should okay, go and um, come. Eh? Okay, fornication. Does it count? Fornication. Yeah. Okay, somebody can be addicted. Sure. Yes. Yeah. One addiction. You've not spoken. One addiction. Edwin answer. Alcoholism, that's what he said. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, what did you say? We didn't hear you well. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, it's better now. We can hear you now. Okay, so Oh. Any other person? 
I'm sorry, my connection is very poor. It's like the connection is making the discussion. It's raining. I think people are having. It's raining. Yes, it's raining. Please talk. My connection the whole time. Oh, sorry. I think one of the additions of this modern day is to our phones and to social media. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, that's very true. Social media. Exactly. Social media and to our phones. So we have... Charles, are you saying something? Are you giving an example? Yeah, hello. Yeah. Yeah, Please give um, us one addiction example. Uh, addiction example. Yes, yeah. yeah, stealing. Stealing can be addiction. Eh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, people can be addicted stealing. to stealing. Yeah. Okay. So, can we move on now? Or, yeah, yes, so no, okay. It's, a, uh, yeah. it's an addiction. Yes, yes, we're giving examples of addictions. Please, those of you who have not given examples, we are waiting. It's a discussion. Examples of addiction. Contribute, Gabriel. Someone can be addicted to food. Food. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I believe all the things that are people can be addicted to them. All the things we mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. You can be addicted to. Yeah. All the sense, yes. So the question right now is, how do we deal with those addictions? As Christians, as young Christians, how do we deal with those addictions? Do we let it be? Do we let it continue um, destroying us, making us babies, not growing in the Lord? How, how, how do we handle addictions? I believe the Bible talks about the fact that we should ask God for strength in our constant repentance of the sins we commit, right? So we need to pray about it and put in the effort as we talked about effort. earlier. Effort, yes. So Baby steps. Try to stop, yes. You, have, you try to stop that sin. Maybe try to substitute it with a healthy habit. Okay. That is maybe being more prayerful, or involving in an activity in church, some just anything to take your mind off it. Of it, okay. Uh, Any I other thing to, to add? You need to okay. read Matthew 17, 21, eh? Sure. Can you hear me? Yes, please. Okay, you say, um, let me change the version to New King James. It said, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, um, Jesus was talking to his disciples, eh? and mm-hmm. he was telling them after they had gone out, there are some things, there are some things that you can do. They are gone out, they are they are done things. But they came back saying that ah, we want to see this one that we couldn't deal with, this person that we couldn't redeem. And Jesus was trying mm-hmm. to let the disciples know that. However, there are some kind of sins. Okay, now the sin has moved into what we call an addiction dwelling within you. So there's the physical aspect of trying to avoid those things, as mentioned by Clenham. Like if it's it's a sexual thing that you, it's a lust, 
you try and read a book, read a Bible, take yourself physical, stay away from physical, pornography yes. stuff. Physical, those are the physical. But the spiritual aspect is what? By prayer and fasting. A lot of okay. Christians, young Christians especially, we run away from fasting. Oh, but Charlie. It is fasting Len. that... <laughs> fasting that is fasting that actually suppresses the f- the flesh. Okay. Prayer and fasting. So once you are suppressing the flesh and you are you are you are praying, it now empowers you yeah. to be able to drive away the okay. addiction. Mind you, this is this is by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not you alone doing it, but the more you do yeah. that. You have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit growing. Oh, the you. Holy Spirit. Yeah. So that's a part okay. I also like to see we can use to deal with addiction. Okay. So um someone was asking, this is from Facebook. Um, okay. this is a big one. <laughs> we define sin as something against God, and sexual mm-hmm. sin is between two people. Okay, please let's mm-hmm. listen to this. Too. So does it mean that? Masturbation is not a sin. Since it's Correct. one pleasing, like one person, it's one person pleasuring himself or herself. And it's not plain in the Bible too. So does it mean masturbation is not a sin? Okay. It's a sin. Um, it's a sin. Please, those of you who have muted your microphones, open it. Unmute it and speak. <laughs> Unmute your microphones. We are we are talking about masturbation here. Unmute and speak. Jack, you've unmuted it. Please say something. Please, who was on the floor? Okay. Um yep. in, in the person was saying it's not in the Bible. Well, yeah. I think one thing which was closer to it in the Bible is. I think Onan, somewhere in Genesis. Yes, Onan, yes. And where he spelled his seed. And Sim, it was referred, yes. yes, it was referred to as a sin. And it's, a, it's an act of rebellious. But then, aside that, another thing too, that shows that it's a sin is that you are lasting after someone because um, you normally want someone who uh, masturbates, uh, uses pornography or something, some, some sort of imagination to do whatever he or she is doing. And okay. it's an act of last. And okay. you are doing something like that. You are sinning against your body. I was coming to that. Sin against your body. You are defiling yourself. Exactly. Your body is a temple of God. And you do not defy yourself. Okay. Sex is... When you, when you masturbate, it is assumed that your desire is for sex. Now, when God instituted sex, it was between a man and a woman. Okay. okay. Now, if your desire is for sex, it means that, first of all, you have you you you've gone beyond a man and a woman. You have you have come to only okay. yourself, which is going against the word of God that says a man and a woman. Now, when you have come to yourself, you are now giving yourself a pleasure, okay, or okay. out of your last in the first place, where you whereby you are yeah. even not married, and even if you are married, and even if you are married, okay, you are not supposed to do that because it's supposed to be you and your wife. Okay. For you and your husband. So the moment you are given that, you are given that pleasure to yourself. And it comes with, definitely, we know all know, we've heard about it, we've read about it, some have even participated in it. It comes with thinking about somebody else or something, lasting about something. Yeah. And you are giving all those things to yourself. Then it means that 
flat, flatly is is a sin. Can't run away from it. It's a sin. To add up to at uh, Silvano's own, I think um, it also shows lack of control. You know, um, yes. the person cannot yes. control their sexual desire, and so because yes. of that, um, uh, the person is lacking the fruit of the spell of the spirit. Galatians yes. five you know, two. Yeah, Galatians 5.22. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. it's one thing that shows that you lack that fruit. So, and mm-hmm. uh, and 1 Corinthians also tells us about, do we not know that our body is a temple of the but Holy Spirit? Yeah. So who is in, who, yeah, the person who resides in us and hates something filthy like that. So it's a sin. Okay, so this question has been answered. There is another one. It's kind of related to it. And this one is from Instagram. So um, the question was that, is pornography that bad? (laughs) How do you break from it? That was the question. It is bad. bad. I heard it's It's not that bad. Anything that will lead you it's into bad. It's bad. So if definitely you watch it and then it will lead you into sin, so it is bad. Okay. Any other thing? To I, I even want to come from this perspective. I want to come from this okay. perspective. Okay. You first of all, sex is supposed to be between two people, a secret thing that they have. Okay, yeah, two steps. married couples or a married couple, a couple you see, mm-hmm. and you are watching people who have indulged, you know, they have committed, moved away from indulging, which one sin, and moved to another sin of even video sharing, video yeah, in. video sharing what you have indulged, in. mm-hmm. give pleasure, and lastly, that pornography is, is a bit like is it that bad or is it that good? No, it's a sin. They are not supposed to do it in the first place, and they've done it, and you have gone ahead. So it's like you are also pushing them. Yeah. Well, if to to add that uh, to that, if it wasn't bad, I'm sure pe- pe- people will be having sex like at every corner of the they street. Are supporting or them. Outside. Mm. If it wasn't bad, in but open why is streets. To buy, yeah, you are patronizing the- happening behind closed doors. Yeah. Yes, and then the fact that they are keeping it, it's like secretive, makes it a sin. It should be plain. In order not to make this convo legalistic and it's a sin, it's a sin. I beg, um, and... we, we've, we've skipped one side of the thing. The guy was, the yeah. person was asking, is it... Uh, uh, how do how we do break we do from it? it? Yes, so... Yes, yes, yes. Because it's an addiction. Somebody uh, might want to break from it, yes. So how do we break from it? So, fit and work. Practically. Fit and practically, works. How do we practically deal with porn? Faith and works, like any other sin I mentioned, I, I spoke about. Faith and works. The faith is believing God can take you out of it. Fasting. The physical or the works part of it is one not engaging, exiting from pornographic sites and, and, and groups, not purchasing or patronizing pornographic stuff. Okay. Forwarding movie scenes. <laughs> movie scenes. Forwarding those are, scenes. Those yes, or ignoring them. And, and I'm going to use myself as an example, okay? Um, okay? Way back, before I accepted Christ, there's this okay. group, okay? Do you know the name? Interesting enough, do you know the name of the WhatsApp group? Sin City. 
And we wow. were gladly in that group. And it was one of the one of the heaviest sites or pages where pornography is served. On WhatsApp. On WhatsApp, yes. And the interesting thing about it on is, WhatsApp. Hey. Yeah, it was on WhatsApp. And the interesting thing about this is um it was an all-male group. We used to share porn, like whatever. Then we had ladies who joined with one lady, quote unquote, saying hey. she was joining to come and reform us because he had a colleague who was part of us that told her about it. So when she joined, she joined by sharing Bible quotes to us. The following uh-huh. week, that same lady rather started sharing us the pornography. And that's how come oh my women even started joining <laughs> and became a, a unisex a unisex group that was sharing. And it was Christians that were in that group, Christians wow. that were serving it. So this thing is really as so the first thing before I had what I had to do was to exit the group. The moment I found Christ, I just knew there was that thing that you just know that what you are doing is not right. So the moment I accepted Christ, the first one of the first things I did was to exit that group called Sin City. And I know he exists right now today. <laughs> so faith and so works. You have to exit. Faith and works. You have to. Whilst you pray about it, you have to stay away from them. Conscious effort. Yeah, yeah. And I believe as part of the conscious effort, you need to speak to someone. Sometimes I realize you can't fight that battle. Yes. On your own. Even with that, who exactly are you going to talk to? Yes, exactly somebody you know you can confide in, and somebody who is your pastor. Oh, yes, you should be able to. Yes, your, your pastor. pastor. You're going to tell you your pastor you're addicted to porn. Yes, <laughs> you have to be real here, guys. <laughs> oh, but not necessarily your pastor, but no, a brother you see, or a sister you, see, you think is Benes, if we say we want to reform how Christ, we, we um, church, should I say church is done, or how the church is supposed to operate? Ideally, if you look at scriptures, whatever it is, is that if you have any challenge, go and tell your your pastors. Go and tell I them. And they'll pray for I'm them not best. disputing but that fact. Let's be real. The reality is it looks like in our current head. dispensation, we can't really. You can't. Maybe a close right? a close friend, somebody who is growing in exactly. the faith or something. Exactly. Some they use, they'll use you as topic for. <laughs> <laughs> and the purpose for which you came there is defeated. Is defeated. Yes. So maybe what, so, what we can do as so if we know this, what we can do as as brothers and sisters in Christ is to make ourselves available so that our friends. That is what I was coming to say. That you try you try to get closer to other people. Sometimes you can see that this person is dealing with something. Sometimes it's not even porn or. No, Sometimes it's yeah. depression. Yeah. Yes, we didn't even talk about that. Mm. But you can see this person is mostly down and mostly quiet. And maybe the person is dealing with something that the person wants to share. But then the moment hasn't come for that person to share what he or she is going through. So you don't wait for the person to come and tell you. You get closer to the person. That is one way that we can help break from some addictions. Exactly. Exactly. I think one uh, practical thing too is that um, sometimes you just have to go off. Like, um, yes, social just, media fasting. Yes. 
just just go off and yes yes, leave all the social media leave the noise then just insert Mm -hmm. your a whole lot of i I used to do that um you you just insert your sim card in a yam then you put your smartphone Mm -hmm. somewhere you and you'll be surprised the free time you will get you'll be 24 hours will be like 48 hours for you yeah and then that way you can have enough time to invest in a Healthy yes, habits. Uh, yes, yeah, with God. Exactly. So you go off. So that, then, that's also one and then before way. you go, before you go off, go to your uh, your your Twitter. You know, if you're addicted to porn, definitely you are you are following very interesting sites. Like so, you just have to unfollow all those accounts. You go to you yeah. go back to your Facebook. You unlike those pages. If you can't delete your Facebook, then just unlike those pages. Then yeah. Uh, all the social media and another thing too is that get closer to brothers and sisters who are also strong in the faith and who will not judge you just get closer to them sometimes be having nice convo yeah. with them and through this convo yeah. you can just chip in your problems I think yeah. that, that's one practical way one practical way sure so um, we are concluding we are concluding so in Lushen, we, we are talking about sin here and we can't talk about sin without grace grace we've not mentioned grace today we we can't end this discussion without talking about grace so what at all is grace because i heard that's the only thing that can get us through these addictions and last so what is grace can I sin and later cling on to grace? Like I know it's a sin, but I feel like doing it because there is grace. What what do we have to say about grace and sin? Maria. Grace. You can't sin and uh-huh. hang on grace. No. You can't hang on grace. You need grace. Everybody needs grace. Sure. But as Paul said, I say because of grace, you continue on sinning. That's a paraphrasing. We say because grace abound, we'll continue in sin. We can't say that. The reason why, let's look at this. Let's look at grace. Actually, grace is a person. That grace who is a person is Jesus Christ. He's the one. It is by his blood that we have adoption to Christ. So now ask yourself, Jesus Christ, anytime you do or continue in any sin, it means that, look at it. I like to use the, um, uh, how do you call it, imagery. So anytime you continue, it's like you see that Jesus died on the cross. He's died, he's gone. But remember that anytime you do that, that is another nail that has been... By increasing the pain. Charged in his palm. Yes. So the more you look at it, would you be happy that you look at your mother or look at yourself? Would you be happy that you are helping somebody and the person keeps attacking you or hurting you in the same place? Hmm. No, you wouldn't like to do that. So you wouldn't say because grace as a person in Jesus Christ is there. So you continue in sin. No, you wouldn't continue in sin. Another thing too is the reason why grace is there is as a person is, is that grace, he's the one who can only take you out of the difficulty you find yourself. That's sin and addiction. His blood has already atoned for our sins. But the one that has become a thorn in our flesh, the one that has become a sin in our, um, an iniquity, the one that has become an, a thing that continues in our life that we cannot stop, an addiction, we have to refer to him, rather, and say, okay, we need help. 
kindly help us. But it's not for us to say, because he has done it for us from the foundations of the earth and coming to do it physically in this realm, it means that, okay, then, so why are you in there? But I'm telling you, I'm going to go to the Thank you. <laughs> okay, okay. So I think the con- that's the conclusion for the discussion and assurance of faith from sin in Christ, like we all mentioned. And we can't lay hold of Christ while we still cling to our sin. So one thing I learned from this, this discussion is faith and works. And that is how we can um, that is how we can get out from addictions. So unless you pray your heart from passing pleasures of sin, you will never see God. God's salvation from the flames of an eternal hell involves a glorious liberation from the control of sin. And that's good news. So it means that we can be set free from sin's dominion over our life. So let's take hold of Christ. Let's take this gospel effort effort seriously. And we we are going to grow. We are not going to be babies anymore. Amen. 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 Amen.